Hello, everybody. Happy Super Bowl weekend. Here we are, the biggest weekend of the sports world, of any sport, any time, oh, baby. any occasion. We have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, wait. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are not playing in the Super Bowl? Hold on. I got to go through Check my your papers. Notes. Check your notes. Wally, don't make we me did do a research. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, it's weird. He's not he's, playing. And I, he's it's, typically it, in these games, isn't it, he? It, you, you, actually, no. He, he's not really <laughs> in these games. Like it's, it's weird. He had a home field. and I just gave know, W a, what's a, called a layup. He, they call it in the radio biz. He had a great path. And uh, the team that is here is, is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How can you not get up for this? Mahomes and Brady? What do they say if you, if you don't have a pulse? If, if you can't get up for this. You ain't got a pulse, man. Oh, that's that's what they say right there. That I, t- I I was so fired up this morning. I did a I, I was going online to figure out a workout to do. I wanted to lift weights, and I I found the Hugh Jackman workout <laughs> online. So I I, I I I took the Hugh Jackman workout and I did it, but I wasn't impressed with the results because I did not finish it and end up tall and handsome, <laughs> like Hugh Jackman. Sounds like an amazing workout, but, X. But <laughs> <laughs> you are t- you are handsome. Tall, you got some more to do. I'm not do. what the, we you're, call you're, a looker. That's why I'm doing a <laughs> podcast and now we're not on television. We have a face for podcasts. That's right. All right, yeah, let's get right down to this. This Super Bowl, we have, like we said last week, the GOAT versus what a lot of people are thinking might be the super, uh, I'm a super, the future GOAT. Future GOAT. Yeah, I mean, there's way too early to tell that, but, you know, you got, in my mind, you got the Kansas City Chiefs and you got the rest of the NFL. You do, and uh, I've I've said this all throughout, and you you said this all throughout. You you said the the Kansas City Chiefs has have have another gear, have another level. They've shown that level, but I will still stick to this. I I, I don't think this is a game where the spread's three and a half four. I don't even know what that means, but it just sounds good. Like with me saying it right now at this moment, the the spread is three and a half four. Um, Kansas City can be beat. This isn't a game where you know the the Bucks and, and Tom Brady are, are big underdogs. This is a game where I believe, and I'll give you my predictions. We'll give our predictions. I think yeah later in the show. But we'll I, I, I believe game. I believe this is going to be a great great football game, a great Super Bowl. And as always, there there's a tons of really really intriguing matchups in the game. And you know the the first matchup for me that I'll start with is. You know, it's it's Todd Bowles versus Eric Bieniemy. It's uh, the the defensive coordinator for the Bucks, Todd Bowles and Eric Bieniemy, and you know, obviously Andy Reid and and what he does offensively, and and the Chiefs, and and how do you stop or slow down the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs? If it's easier said than done, it's they're a great offense with a bunch of different weapons. Their offensive line is not um, in full tact. It's it's not, not healthy at all. Completely healthy. So, uh, I mean, th- there's one area, you know, when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, who's, you know, one of the most explosive guys in the league, one of the most explosive guys in the NFL in the last four or five years, and, and Travis Kelsey, who's an uh, outstanding, um, outstanding tight end for, for Kansas City. You know, I, I think to me, you have to be very, very physical with those two players. You have, you have to take away, make them uncomfortable. And any great team... You know, whatever the sport, if you make them uncomfortable um, and take them out of their rhythm, 
that is, and, and Todd Bowles has shown the ability to do that with with different offenses, you know, throughout these playoffs and throughout the year. So I I think that's that'll be a very interesting, uh, you know, w- what what you're going to see with uh, a matchup and 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 how that's all going to play out with with their offense and and Todd Bowles' defense. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I said there's a Chiefs and everybody else, but you know, I'm a, there, I think the Tampa has some advantages in this game. And actually, Vegas needs Tampa to win this right now. Is this a smell? <laughs> Kevin Sheehan has uh, <laughs> from uh, <laughs> smell test. ESPN 980. He has something called a smell test. It's basically a contrarian view, where if, if the whole world is picking on one side, you know, you go the other way. And so, you know, it seems like right now all the public money is all on Kansas City. They all think they're going to win this thing. And I listen. The, the Chiefs. The, remember, they were in that disinterested period. Um, you know, kind of almost the second third of the last third or second half of the season. And guess who they beat during that disinterested time? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But yeah, barely. But that was their, you know, they were just kind of hanging out, it seemed like, at that time. But I'm telling you right now that Tampa has some advantages in this game. You know, I, I could see it. I know we're going to give our predictions. We're going to give the keys to the game uh, coming up. And I'll talk to it and we'll talk about the advantages. But one of them, you just already mentioned, W, is that there's a, the offensive line is banged up. On on both sides of the ball, the defensive line and the offensive line, Tampa has an advantage over the Kansas City Chiefs. So what does it come down to? Well, you know, you got that magic man back there, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it almost seems like no matter what the defense does to him, uh, he's he's finding pe- people open. He's scrambling outside, making plays off schedule. <laughs> I mean, this is he's he's Superman out there, man. He's doing it himself. It's almost it reminds me of. John Elway. Remember back in the day? That, when, that is a great comparison, by the well, way. Well, because remember a, John Elway. Really, really great comparison. He was carrying his team to the Super Bowl, and I mean carrying his team when they had nothing. I mean, they didn't have – they had questionable defenses, didn't have that many. It was really just John Elway. You know, he got the Super Bowl, he got his butt kicked. But then once he got, you know, coaching and he got a running game and he got a good defense, and all of a sudden Denver's winning back-to-back Super Bowls. I mean, the scary part is Patrick Mahomes is that, and he has the coaching, and he has the playmakers. Andy is a running game. Andy is a the defense is is playing pretty well right now. So, I mean, it's a it's a scary combination when you talk about these guys because it's not like Patrick Mahomes needs an advantage, but he has him there and he has a he has a good team around him and and I would say top notch, you know, coaching even even on the other side of the ball. Steve Spagnola doing a great job with that defense, um, and of course, Bienemy as we know. Do you know that <laughs> I just heard this this week? Do you know that Patrick Mahomes' dad told that Bienemy? Did you hear this? I did not um, hear this. I did, I, I'm, he go, I'm he intrigued. Told Bien-Ami, he I'm goes, intrigued. He goes, he goes, He goes, we say, he didn't say Bianami. I don't know what he said. He said coach or he said Bianami. E-B. E-B. He said, look it. He goes, feel free to put your hands on him, on my son, if needed. <laughs> I mean, I don't, what would you do? That? You're a coach. You're a basketball. What would you say if uh, someone said you're like, that? that's, that's, that's that is, illegal. That is I can't that, do that. That is an old school dad right there. Yeah. You know, wanting his son to get coached up. And uh, there's something to be said about that. I know it sounds a little weird and <laughs> go put your hands on him. But I, I think his overall point is that, like, you know, coach him up. Yeah. And, and, and you know, even like you're looking at Brady at 43 years old, he wants to be coached up too. And, and he wants to he wants the best for his son. He wants Eric Bieniemy to bring the best out of his son. Yeah, that's not Bieniemy's that, style, though, right? I mean, Bieniemy, he, he even he was he was, uh, I think, quote in saying that, you know, I don't I don't try to get more out of my player. I let him play. I don't try to get more out of them. I just let him play because what's the point of pointing out things that, 
you know, you're doing wrong when we can just focus on the things you're doing right and then surround you with ways to make your strengths even stronger. Um, which is interesting perspective. Not everyone coaches that way. Um, but the enemy recently said, you know, in response to that, you know, I haven't had to do that yet. Well, and, <laughs> I think Mahomes has been okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he has been okay, but uh, you know, with, with Mahomes, you kind of, I think coaches sometimes can overcoach and, and, you know, a guy like Eric Bieniemy, he understands what he has, his prized possession. He's like, sometimes you just gotta get out of out of the way as a coach and and let guys do their thing. Um, sure. But going back to his daddy, I understand what he's saying too. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is he's 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 the face of the league now, and he's he's great already. And uh, if if you, if 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 he needs more motivation, great. But. I, I just don't see it, but I, I understand what, what both of them are doing. And, and to be sufficiently motivated for the Super Bowl, he, he's, he's going to be ready to play. Um, his daddy wants him to be ready to play. Eric <laughs> Bieniemy wants him to be ready to play. And I'm sure the, the Chiefs and the organization uh, want Mahomes to be happy and, and, and ready to play. But look, looking at Mahomes and looking at the Chiefs defense, and you mentioned Spagnola, and it's a championship-style pedigree defense. They, they won the Super Bowl last year. They made plays when they have to. They're opportunistic. And looking ahead to tomorrow, we're less than 24 hours away, actually, um, to the Super Bowl. And the keys for the Chiefs, for me, defensively, is making the Buccaneers one-dimensional. I know when you have a Hall of Famer and the GOAT and all that, Tom Brady, like he can just throw the ball on the field. But what's made these Bucs successful in the playoffs is the ability to kind of run the ball. You saw carve the carve the the Washington football team up running the football, big chunk yardage. Uh. And, and, and 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 the Saints, <laughs> they were able to run when they needed to. And Fournette is fresh. Leonard Fournette is fresh. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny is fresh. And he's starting to cook, and he almost looks rejuvenated. So if they're able to run the football and the Chiefs are don't make it difficult at the, at the line of scrimmage in, in – in, Making them um, just one-dimensional, the Bucks could have a great day offensively. And and you know it's cliche to say you got two great offensive teams. It's just going to be a shootout. That's not necessarily the case. But I feel like in this game, if 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 both teams are able to do what they usually are able to do offensively, you you could be seeing a shootout. You could be seeing points on the board. Um, the over is in play if you if you go that route. But um. We'll see. We'll we'll see tomorrow. It's it's going to be fun. I think it might be time for uh for the keys of the game. Should we still, should we do the X factor? <laughs> X factor. X factor. All right, go ahead. Let's go go ahead. X factor time. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about my X factors of the game. Um, I've just been impressed with the way that the Chiefs um, cover corners. Uh, cover guys have been playing, and I think they're going to be the key to this game because remember, I talked about all these weapons, the best weapons in the NFL that they've ever they've ever seen. I touted these these guys, you know, Gronk, Evans, Godwin, you know, all those guys, Antonio Brown, um, uh, Cameron Brake. So so all those guys um, are, are talented, but these guys these guys have stepped up. Sneed, Breland, Honey Badgers made some big plays. Um, this guy Juan Thornhill. Now I have this. <laughs> I have this, uh, I can't say him by name, but I have this Chiefs insider that I get all this information from. He told me to watch out for Juan Thornhill because he, he I guess he was a second-year guy. 
he just had ACL surgery. Um, and, and literally the year mark from when his ACL surgery was done, he started playing lights out. So just watch the way these guys cover. Um, and then you get Sorensen too, number 49 is it? He just seems – last year in the playoffs, he made some huge plays. This year, same kind of thing. He just seems to wake up in the playoffs. And all these guys, um, just, just watch them. They're, they're, I think that they're going to make uh, – you know, because Spagnuolo's not going to throw anything at Brady that he hasn't seen. You know, he's not going to throw – you know, make him think it's cover two. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Spagnola. Um Yeah, Spagnola. Yeah, Spagnola. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not going to like – because he's, he's good at mixing coverages and blitzes. Kind of almost the same way that um, – that the guy on the other side does it, um, and, and, and we're gonna, and we're going to see some of that. But what's Brady going to? He's not going to be fooled by any of that stuff. He's so never, no, it's no. going to be the one, the the man to man, the whatever defense they play. It's going to be the cover guys trying to take away Tom Brady's weapons. Um, so I think that's that's going to be my, my X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but I also have an X factor for the Bucks. I'm telling you, I love X factors. I'm telling you, this X is factor me. That like Keys. I can see this game go either way. That's why I I might do the. I might make the. I want to make the prediction at the very end because I gotta. I'm wondering if what I say is going to motivate myself either way, or what you're going to say is going to motivate me, make me think of certain things. But the Bucks' key is, I mean, I'm telling. Just like you said, the offensive and defensive lines are an advantage over the Chiefs. You know, I mean, the, the, these guys. I mean, there's so much. There's there's so many injuries on the offensive line for the Chiefs and the, and the um and the defense for the Bucks has been playing lights out. I mean, they're the number one run de- run defense in the NFL. They got Jordan Whitehead. They got Sean Murphy Bunting, who's making seems like makes an interception every single playoff game. You got Sue and Pierre Paul on the line. Devin White, who we talked about last week. Winfield, baller. who's close to being rookie of the year. I mean, all these guys are going to make it really hard. But I mean, who? How am I to say that the Chiefs? When's the last time you could say that you know a team is going to be favored, even though they don't have a defense, uh, an uh, advantage on the defensive and offensive fronts? Because Tampa is better on both sides, and. I'm telling you, I think it's going to come down to that, but it's also going to come down to, I mean, I don't think this is going to come down to Tom Brady. I think this is going to come, and I know you want to come down, and everyone wants to come down to Tom Brady, but I think it's going to come down to how the Buccaneers can run the ball and keep the ball out of the hands of Mahomes. Playoff Lenny, <laughs> um, I mean, he's, he's, he seems to be getting better every game. Gronk as a blocker is going to be huge. I mean, he's, he's been blocking unbelievable for that run game. So if they, if they can run the ball, I'm talking about, you know, Moving the chains. Moving the chains. What are they saying? What are they saying? Four twenty four X. Run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. Yes, exactly. That guy again. He's. I think he's right every time. No matter third and fourteen, run the ball. No, just kidding. It's not. I mean, come on. But, I mean, you still like we talked about with with Mahomes. It's like it's going to come down to him. He could. I mean, he could just (laughs) nullify all this. I mean, we could. It could be seventeen to three in the first quarter, and then we know. You know, once the Chiefs have that lead, it's like, uh-oh. I mean, this game could go either way for me. That's why I'm not sure how I'm going to predict. I feel – I've been feeling the Chiefs all week long, and now all of a sudden, like, I'm starting to feel the Bucks a little bit because of those advantages they have on the line. And, you know, those, that's just me, maybe my old smash-mouth football mind going to, you know, dominating on the line of scrimmage. You know, they have the opportunity to do that, but it really is going to come down to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, last year, you think about the Super Bowl last year, the 49ers dominated the whole first three quarters of the game. And then it's just like, okay, time to come back like I did every single playoff game and we'll put the ball in Mahomes' hand. He just makes plays. Like, you can never say with confidence that a team is going to beat the Chiefs because of that guy, right? Because of that no, man. No, no, Behind no. Behind that man making the play calls. He's, he's unbelievable like nothing I've ever seen before. And he could really just take those two disadvantages and say, hey, all right, I'm going to scramble outside the pocket, make a play, throw to Kelsey, throw to Hill, and – uh Touchdown, touchdown in, in 35 seconds. I mean, it's unbelievable what that guy can do. So 
those are my keys to the game for both sides. I thought I was just going to have X Factor for the Chiefs, but X you, you went X Factor right all in. Listen, X Factor keys. X, X Factor squared. <laughs> be a new segment. X Factor and listen. Just I mean I I agree with a lot of what you said and just to, to sum it up quickly, you know the 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 Bucks need to run the football to be successful. The the you know. How do you slow down the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? How, can you can you take them like I said earlier? Can you take them out of their rhythm? Can you make them uncomfortable? And yeah. you know, with Bulls with, can throw the kitchen sink at them, and, and, that, and that's what it's going to happen. I it mean, might. it's it's, it might it's not now or never. And you know, blitzing Mahomes is very very risky. I think you have to be well timed when you do it. And and and, and, and blitzing any great quarterback is risky. Same thing with with, with Tom Brady. But um, can the Chiefs run the? I mean, can the can the Bucks run the football? Can the can the Bucks slow down the Chiefs? It it sounds really kind of simple, but it is a fascinating game when you, when you think about I'm it. And, fired and it up could for this it's, it's going to be really fun what a to watch. Matchup. Do you remember the matchup like this? Like these two, like Mahomes versus Brady. When's the last time we had two quarterbacks of this stature face off in the Super Bowl? I mean, I guess Rodgers, Roethlisberger. We have we have Montana. Give me a Montana versus Marino. Montana a, Marino. Marino is a, Montana that's a Marino. tough one to beat right there. But you might be saying the same thing in the future about this game. I mean, you might be. I mean, you can't. Favre Elway. Favre Elway. Elway late in his career when the, when they beat the Packers in '97. Uh, was it '97? Brad Johnson and who was the the Raiders quarterback? <laughs> Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. Great, great oh, Super Bowl yeah. matchup. Unbelievable. Gannon, Brad Johnson. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things too, and I'll be. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I'll be interested to see is that, uh, you know, let's just say, let's just throw out some hypotheticals here. Let's just say it's a four point Chiefs lead with two ish minutes to go. And Tom Brady drives the, the, the Bucks down the field and puts his team in position to win. And it's a fascinating ending. And what's going to happen? Tell me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Here, here's, here's, this is unbelievable. Here's, what I'm going, here's where I'm going with this. I'm, where I'm going with this is that let's say that the Bucks go ahead and they, they go on and they, they win the Super Bowl in, fa in a fashion where it's, it's unbelievably exciting. Brady leads him in a, in a late fourth quarter drive. It's a late touchdown. And uh, where, where would Brady go from there? So what I'm saying is, you know, Let's let's take take a look at Michael Jordan for example. You know, the the six championships and Brady would surpass the great Michael Jordan uh, with his seventh championship, his seventh ring, and he does it in a way where he's let's say he's the game's MVP. I'm, again, hypotheticals for you. He's the game's MVP, and does he ride off into the sunset and be like, you know what? What else do I have to prove? What else would he have to prove? at 44 years old to come back and he wins the seventh Super Bowl and does it in a way that's it's exciting and he does it in a heroic fashion is is that it does he is that the Michael Jordan holding his hand up against the Utah Jazz in the 98 finals type of scenario where that's it we know I, I know MJ came back with the Wizards but I, I don't know man I, I it'll be interesting and I may be just talking out of my behind right now but it just to me that's interesting I, i'd yeah, love to see very what would happen with that scenario i mean what does he have to prove now i mean he's no, already nothing, he's, nothing i think he's already has six championships i mean maybe i guess seeing you could do with without belichick with another team and yeah that would this would prove that with most athletes most great athletes even 
I mean, most athletes and great athletes, that would be the dream scenario. That would be it. I don't think – I think you're going to have to drag Tom Brady out of this league kicking and screaming. I wouldn't doubt if he goes another two years. I, I, I'll put my money on the over if you say two years over under. Maybe one, maybe you have to give me like a year and a half over under. I would I would go the over. Three years over under? Uh, that's a tough one. I might go under on that one I only think, because I think, Father no, Time. Only because years. I'm experiencing Father Time as a 43-year-old man. Your Hugh Jackman workout is not Hugh Jackman. Job, I mean, job done with you. I mean, I bet if Tom Brady did a Hugh Jackman workout right now, well, he can't get much <laughs> taller and better looking. But, you know, that's pretty close. Him and Hugh Jackman. Megan, get my wife on here to talk about that segment. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, I'd start crying and run away off the, off the stage. Because we have a stage. We're talking on a stage right now. Just kidding. We're actually we're actually in the bar in my basement. Right? What? It's a good time. This, yeah. is, this is a great environment. This is yeah. where you should do a podcast. Yeah. When I when I when sports <laughs> down here, we're watching a game. Carolina and Duke, duking it out. It, I, this is a. Uh, I bought this, this is where you should do a podcast. I bought this house and I built a bar. And you know, my dream was you know in your mind when you when you build something like a bar. I had a I had a fantasy in my mind. My friends would be over every night. We'd be they'd be laughing at my jokes as I mix the drinks, and it would be like glorious. And I'd be I'd be trying to kick them out of my house because they're having such a good time. Well, you know that doesn't really happen when all your friends have kids and you have kids, and it's just not that's just a it's a fantasy. But now once a week, I got my boy W down here with me at my barn. It's like all my dreams are coming true. We're doing a podcast for God's sake. X and W podcast. This is fun, boy. I'm we're getting way off track. Wait, Tom Brady. Where, where are we right now? Where Tom Brady? Brady listen, listen to this stat right here. <laughs> I, here I actually go. I was good. This gives me an opportunity to read this. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady have each won one NFC Championship game. Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers have been in the NFC for 35 years combined. Tom Brady for one. That's a great stat. I mean, he just I just wherever That's he does, a great stat. He wins. He really does. Whatever he does, wherever he goes. He wins, and that's it. So this is just another another notch on the old belt for Tom Brady. So I don't think he – I personally don't think he has anything else to prove, but this is very interesting because – then you're right. This kind of – now all the people that say it's because of Belichick, that, that goes bye-byes after, if he wins this one. I mean, I think it already does. I mean, he led the Bucks, who – you know, yeah, they're surrounded by great talent, great scheme, great coaching. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that. I think that that's done. That's cut. I mean, it has to be. They're yeah, both, they're still, both they're, great. They're how, both great. But I don't care how talented Tampa Bay is. You're coming to a new team and a new system with new faces in a new offseason. In an offseason, by the way, where there wasn't much, there was no OTAs. There was no, I mean, he just came in cold. I mean, really. I mean, I know it took him a while to warm up, so to speak, but they made it to the dance and, and then and they, and they swept in the playoffs and now here they are. So, I mean, that I'm 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 uh, I'll bow down to the goat and say he's the best of all time. Jordan, well, that might be a whole nother podcast. We talk about that one. That's a let's see what he let's see what he does. That's a fantastic debate. That's let's a see fantastic what he does here. debate. Yeah. Speaking of debate, real quick with uh, I was just kind of checking this out too. Uh, Travis Kelsey versus Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, and and you know Gronk to me is the greatest tight end. In the history of the NFL, but wow, Kelsey is. I looked at his numbers. He has almost eight thousand yards. Gronk has, I think, I believe, eighty six hundred. Kelsey has forty seven touchdowns. Gronk, th- this is where they separate. Has eighty six, I believe. A lot older, though, um, right? He's he's a little bit older. I think like four or five years older. Okay, that's a bunch. Um, of, that's a bunch of catches right there. But listen, I mean, it's closer than I thought. Like Kelsey. You know, you talk about Mahomes and Brady and Mahomes eventually catching Brady, which I, I don't think is going to happen. But there's a good chance that Kelsey, you know, from a statistical standpoint, is 
can kind of match what Gronk's done in his career. And, and people, listen, I'm, I'm a Pats guy. I'm a Patriots guy. I love Rob, Rob Gronkowski. He's fantastic. fantastic. Travis Kelsey is, he's right there. And when Patrick Mahomes is going to throw you the ball for another four or five years, and, and that's your guy, and if he stays healthy, listen, Kelsey is probably going to put up some of the greatest tight end numbers ever in the history of the league. And, uh, you know, that'll be an interesting debate, again, for, the, for another three or four years from now in terms of greatest tight ends of all time. But Kelsey yeah. versus Gronk is another interesting matchup in the game. Yeah, they have, well, the Gronk in his prime. Gronk's not where Kelsey is right now, but Gronk in his prime. That's a very no, interesting no, no, debate. No, 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 very no, interesting no, no, debate. No, yeah. And they both are pretty good guys thrown to him, that's for sure. But, um, I mean, Kelsey had Alex Smith for a while thrown to him. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I – Alex Smith is, is Alex. close and dear to my heart, of course, but yeah, it's um, not, that's not Mahomes. You know, he's not Mahomes or Brady. I mean, not even not even close. Um, but yeah, those those, those I, I think Gronk in his prime and Kelsey right now uncheckable. They're uncheckable tight ends. They they still haven't figured out how to cover these guys like Kelsey and Gronk in his prime. And yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting debate. Those and guys, I, I remember I was introduced to Gronk. Remember we were at the game together. You told me who Gronk was. I thought, okay, that's fine. I had Rex Grossman on my team. Oh, yeah. And Gronk, well, he game. got three touchdowns, and I'm watching him break 17,000 tackles. I didn't think there was one player on the on the Redskins that could have tackled him that day. And I'm like, Wally, who the hell is Rob this guy? Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Rob we Gronkowski. We 424 I, I, I that really day. I know who he was. It's hard to believe. That's but, you know, sometimes when you're watching right your team, like I don't know about you, like sometimes you're, you're so engulfed in your own team that you're not watching other games. And I just didn't know who Gronkowski was at the time. I wasn't watching Pat's games. Actually, I was trying to trying to avoid them with all my energy because that's all I hear about is Pat's up where I live, up where W lives. But I, I didn't know who Gronkowski was. Guilty. Didn't know. He he was good that game. Yeah, he was really I found good. Out real quick. I think he had over 100 yards, and, and he had one of the. Um, I think it was a it was a play of the year where he broke like like X said like five yeah. or six tackles. I, and, I was screaming. I make a tackle for <laughs> God's sakes. And Gronk has had some. Really, really big catches in his career in Super Bowls and in championship games. And, you know, the, the one catch, I think, from um, uh, Super Bowl 53 against the Rams, that catch that Brady threw an absolute dime. It was a great catch by, by Gronk. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out. Speaking of, like, how things are going to play out and how, um, you know, when, when it's Super Bowl weekend, you know, I kind of like – I know X loves the history of the Super Bowl. I'm a nostalgia guy. And it, he's, John Vicenda, he's, he's John. NFL Films. Oh, How baby. do you not like that? Oh. Remember, remember when, they, like on ESPN, where they play every Super Bowl? I think they do that with the NFL Network. They used to do it NFL Network. I didn't see it this year. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. But I love. Well, I used to watch those as a kid, like over half hour, and over and over again. You watch I, every game. I used to record all the ones they did on NFL Network, and I lost them somehow. But I could watch those all day, all night. My they're, God, they're they're incredible. Oh, it's incredible. John Vicenda so, with the. Uh, I mean, he just had all the lines, right? The, <laughs> there's one I remember. It was I think it was the Steelers Rams. Terry Bradshaw began the second half with the same curiously conservative approach that he used in the first half, nibbling <laughs> at the Rams' defense with short, safe passes to his running backs. But then, like a pool hall hustler who had been trifling with his victim too long. Bradshaw suddenly showed his game, and you're like, "Oh my God! It's poetry! It's it's beautiful." And I, so awesome. I could I could just keep just keep talking like on John Facenda. We should do John Facenda voice the rest of the podcast. Like a top like a top forty quotes of John Facenda. <laughs> there, there, there's so many of them. <laughs> so speaking of John Facenda, speaking of history, what what is X? What is your favorite Super Bowl of all time? Like what what is your when you think about all those games that you watched as a kid and and the 
the John Facenda time. And what is your favorite Super Bowl? No, no, I'm not talking about like what do you think the best Super Bowl? What's your favorite one as a as a Washington football fan, as a you know, as a kid growing up? What do you think? Well, I mean, you guys heard me talk last week about the uh, the NFC Championship game with Dallas and Washington. I, I really was really young when that game when that when that was happening and I was really young with the first Super Bowl win against the Dolphins for me though I mean the the peak of my Washington fandom was Super Bowl 22 um Denver Denver Washington 42 42 10 I mean that game you know John Elway came in I think Denver was a (laughs) three and a half four point favorite you know um the Doug there's quarterback drama all year for Washington. Doug Williams, Jay Schrader, Doug, Doug Williams, Jay Schrader. The locker room was won over by Doug Williams. He ended up starting the playoffs and ultimately, obviously, the Super Bowl. But the way that game started off, I mean, ten nothing Broncos, but it looked like it was going to be a hundred and nothing. I mean, it looked that nothing went right for Washington that game. I mean, it was Doug Williams got knocked out of the game. The first pass, John Elway touched the ball, bomb touchdown. I mean, I, I, it took everything out of my my little prepubescent sales at that day, <laughs> that day. I, I was so saddened by that. And then, you know, then they just had the Washington move the ball, Mecklenburg sacking. I mean, everything was happening. Ricky Sanders Carl fumbled a uh, punt return, wow. which the Denver, I thought, recovered, but they called it Washington's ball. I told you the, the um, Doug Williams got knocked out of the game. Jay Schrader comes in, first play back, gets sacked. I mean, it was, it was awful. It was a nightmare. And then the quarter of all quarters, Doug Williams comes back in the game. First play, bomb Ricky Sanders, and it seemed like I mean just touchdown Gary Clark, touchdown Ricky Sanders to Timmy Smith, who never, I don't Over think he started one game in his life, two hundred and thirty-six yards or something like that. That is, that is Super Bowl record still. I think I it think is. it's still a Super Bowl record. Ricky Sanders is. Does he still have the receiving record? I don't know. I mean they're breaking every record. Thirty-five points in one quarter. I mean I was dancing. I remember I was I was <laughs> jumping on my dad's face when I was I was so fired up. Ten year old Christian You know when you're a little when you're younger you want dominance and the the fact that we started out getting dominated then just took the whole game over, boy that was fun. I had a fun time. I'm I don't know if I could ever like if I had that feeling as an adult. I can't imagine what you've gone through, W. Being a being an NFL having having success as an adult. Like when you have money, you can go see the games and you could. You know, you could. I mean, you understand what's going on. I mean, I'm just, I'm a kid just bouncing around the room. I had no idea what was going on, <laughs> but um, I, I have to watch. You know, highlights over and over again every single year of that game just so I remember it. But Doug yeah, that's my favorite. How about yourself, though? You have a lot. So I have a couple more honorable. I, I guess I have from. a couple honorable mentions, and uh, <laughs> with, with being a Pats fan, obviously, I think I talked about it last last time. Was uh, I talked about the Raiders game and 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 the uh, in the past, but you know that Super Bowl was the Rams and. And the Patriots and, and that great ending with Vinatieri winning and, and Brady taking him down uh, with a minute 21 left to win that game. That's that's an honorable. That's it's a, that's a great Super Bowl. And I'll tell you the uh, Carolina New England game. I don't think ever it gets overlooked, but I think when you have six championships, when you have six Super Bowls, that Carolina New England game was a was a fun fun football game. If if you're not a fan of uh, you know any of those teams like watching that Super Bowl and like like X said earlier like Super Bowls when we were growing up were blowouts. You know yeah. nothing nothing was really exciting and then all those Pat Super Bowls I think was there one bad game they're all no no they? they, the there's Super never Bowls. been a game I mean the, even the losses the wins are incredible. Maybe the the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl was a, a Super Bowl was like you kind of knew that the Pats had it they had the game. You know, with Donovan McNabb and, and that whole situation. It was a three-point game, right? It was a three-point game, but, like, Philly scored really late in that game. 
Ter- Terrell Owens was terrific. But wasn't it Todd? Did did Vinatieri get another game winning field goal that one? No, that yeah. was that was the Carolina game. That was that, that was, was a Carolina. That was, okay. So that was a Carolina right. game, and okay. that was an amazing football game. It was back and forth. I believe Deion Branch was the MVP of that game. He had a heck of a game. Uh, Jake Delhomme was was the Carolina Panthers quarterback. They had oh, yeah, a, they had a very good offense that year. Steve Smith. Uh, I can't remember the running back, but they were they were loaded. There was a good football team, and it, it was just a great, great Super Bowl. I think the mistake that Carolina made late in the game is they kicked the ball out of bounds. So the Patriots had very, very good field position. I got I think they got the ball at the forty, and then the rest was history. Brady drove them down, passed a, I think the ever reliable Troy Brown, who who, who seems to make a big catch. Um, he made a big catch against the Rams and. Uh, was a great player for the New England Patriots uh, back in the, the late 90s and, and early 2000s. Um, and Vinatieri went on to, to kick the game-winning field goal. That's a, that was a fantastic field goal. But my all-time favorite as a, as a fan was was Seattle and the Patriots. And uh, the year before, Se- it was a great, great football game. And the year before, that Seattle Seahawks defense, they just completely decimated the Broncos and Peyton Manning, and and that year the the yeah the, the Broncos beat uh, the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game, and that was a great great Denver Broncos offense, and they basically I think they scored seven points in that eight points in that game, and it was a complete blowout. And then Seattle, here here we come, and with with their defense, and are they going to be the next great team, great dynasty, and what a matchup. And that was off of the the start of Deflate Gate. I think the Colts that year, the AFC divisional game, were the ones who kind of brought it up, and um, that started that whole debacle. And you know, winning, winning that year, the Patriots were down ten in the fourth quarter. And if you ever want to like look at like the greatness of Tom Brady, I know that, that's a good Seattle defense. Oh, it was a great like Seattle defense. Really the good. great they were top three or even higher than that. Well, the Legion of Boom, like they they yep. were fantastic. Great secondary. Um, great defensive line that and and you know that's Hand the goal. ball to Marshawn Lynch for God's sake. Yes, you have I four mean, tries, and that and that's what made the thing even more fun. The game more fun is that like the more controversy yeah. more unbelievable. And you know if you want to watch what greatness is all about, and in, in the words of the great Brent Musburger, uh, in the '88 NBA Eastern Conference semifinals when when he was saying about Larry Bird. You know, we'll say the same thing about Tom Brady. If you want to watch what greatness is all about, go ahead and on the YouTube, go on the Google, go on the interweb. Up and on the line. Go up and on the line and Google the fourth quarter of the Patriots-Seahawks game. The, the, the Pats were down 10, and the rest was in Tom Brady's hands, and Julian Edelman made some great plays. Gronk made some great plays in that Super Bowl as well, and it was just a, a fascinating finish, you know? Yeah, those Patriots games were. I mean, the the that first one against the Rams, that was the start of good Super Bowls almost. I mean, before mm. that, the only good Super Bowl, like the only. I mean, there's the Giants, Bills, but everything else was just NFC blowing out until Denver. To I think Denver, the Denver Packers Super Bowl was was a good Super that was, Bowl. That was good. Yeah, that was Favre, good. Yeah, then you and had that like, was an upset too because the Packers were a good team. Yeah, then you had San Fran, uh, Cincinnati with the drive. Um, but there was, but most of them were just blowouts. I mean, th- and even the line, like if you remember some of the lines, like now it's always it's three, three and a half. Do you know that? I'm looking at this right now. The um the the 49ers Chargers game. The 49ers were a 14 point favorite. When you ever, you're never going to see that in a Super Bowl again. No, no. No I way. Mean, I, I think the last time there's a there's that big of a favorite, actually. The Patriots, Patriots, the Rams. undefeated Patriots. Uh, no, the Patriots. Um, oh, the Giants. Giants. They were oh, seven geez. points favored over the Giants. That was a great Super Bowl too. I mean, it, it was. Yeah, you have to be objective. 
that was an unbelievable Super Bowl. Not for you, but that was. So my so my yeah. favorite is Seattle and and the Patriots. So you know we could talk about our favorites. We're we're X and W. We like our our favorite things and the Washington Football Team and, and the New England Patriots. What do you think the best Super Bowl of all time is? What what, what do we got? Well, what what do you named, think? That one you named Seattle um, Pats is good. That Pats. Uh, Atlanta game where they had that huge comeback was oh that amazing. was a fun I can't believe it. I mean again I'm privy to like the John Facenda old I, I love like the the Steelers Cowboys Super Bowls those were awesome <laughs> that Steelers Rams Super Bowl was really cool because the Rams were just a nobody and they came and they kept exchanging leads with the Steelers the great Pittsburgh Steelers with the steel curtain I love that Super Bowl I mean there's you're like a history book right now I know I'm, well, I'm, I'm a nostalgia guy yeah I'm all about history because what do I have for the present I got nothing <laughs> I mean so I got to go back in history and enjoy uh you have a great family X you have a great <laughs> the old Baltimore Colts the overtime game versus Dallas but then the, a lot of the I mean a lot of the even last year's Super Bowl Kansas City uh San Francisco and I mean Kansas City ended up winning by 11 points it seemed I thought it was closer I guess it really wasn't um but that yeah New England Seattle could be up there how about you? Oh, oh, Giants, Giants, Bills. That was unbelievable. The uh, Scott Norwood, uh, a- absolutely wide, wide fascinating right. Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely, fa- right. and the Bills were huge favorites that year. Fascinating, fascinating is my favorite word now, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I mean, my I think my favorite. We talked about the best fo- the Super Bowl of all time, in my opinion. I believe probably was the the Giants and the Bills, and, and yeah, you know, it was just such an amazing game. What was going on in the country at that time with with the Gulf War? It was a very unified. It was very different time. It was unified. It was a very unifying na- Super Bowl. This is going to sound very uh, we not saw- manly, but you remember the, the national anthem of that Whitney game? Houston. Absolutely. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston was like uh, people were were bawling their eyes out. I think I might have been. It was uh, it, well, yeah, it was a different country back then. That's it, for it's sure. it's different. It's completely different. But I mean. Because you know, the Bills were heavy favorites. That if the Bills were to win a Super Bowl, they they lost four straight Super Bowls. As if, if if you go back in history, to the, to the to your beloved Redskins and and two to the Cowboys, Might have been, a, lot, a lot of places have a lot of places have that ninety one Redskins team ranked as the number one Super Bowl team of all time. By the way, but go on, good team, good team, go good on. Team. Well, that's another segment. Good we team. got lots of other segments. Wow, wow. <laughs> but uh, you know, Jeff Hostetler replaced Phil Simms mid season. I think maybe the tenth or eleventh game. And O.J. Anderson was the, the Giants running back. and Big O.J. Anderson. The, and, and it was kind of like a, you know. <laughs> Bill, what about that? Did they have like an eight or nine minute drive? The yeah, they, they had. They possess- kept the ball out of Jim I Kelly think they had hand. possession of the football for like 42 minutes. Yeah, it, it, was was, a, it was a Bill Parcells coach. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick coached the defense. Yeah. And it was a, you know, beautiful game plan. Because those Bills teams. Were good. They like, really they were. Were really that those. That off- was their best chance, though. Oh, it was definitely their best chance. I mean, they, when they faced the Cowboys and Redskins, they were just, they were just overmatched. They but were that, that Giants. They were they were definitely the favorite that, that year. Chance, yeah. The Giants beat San Francisco in San Fran um, the week before, uh, a couple weeks before, in an upset. But yeah, um, yeah that, I mean, you know, Norwood lining up for the field goal, and you're kind of like, yeah, I'm a 11, 12 year old kid, and you know, I'm not rooting for the Giants, but you're like, oh, it'll be you good. Ever, to- you ever watch that Bills 30 for 30 when they, uh, they? It was amazing to me how much how beloved Norwood was when he came home and and you know they they did like the almost the consolation parade where they lost and he got up to the podium and the and the Bills fans went nuts. I mean, they loved that guy. Um, could I mean? That that that's a that's, a, that's a good mo- that's a good moment for humanity right there. Yeah, you know yeah. they they all felt for him so bad. I mean, geez, can you imagine? I I would, 
I, I would tuck my head in the sand and I might never come out again. But yeah, but he did. He got up on the microphone and and everyone, the whole city of Buffalo embraced that guy. Um, but God, geez, if I, I wish he made that field goal because it would have been another Super Bowl taken away from the Giants, which would be, <laughs> make me very happy. Would have made it would have made a lot of us very very happy. And you know that's my fa- that I, not my favorite. That that is the in my opinion like the greatest Super Bowl of all time. And yeah, you know, we could we could do this all night. X we could do we could talk about like all the yeah. Greatest. There's there's definitely a debate. There's there's so many good ones, but that I would say and that's, especially recently that has to be top three without a debate. It has to be. So speaking of great Super Bowls, X we're we're at that time now where what are we thinking for tomorrow night? Who 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 takes home oh, the boy. Vince? Lombardi for this. trophy. Who who takes it home? Well, I mean, all week, I just, you know what? I just cannot, as much as I'm trying right now, because I'm just looking at everything that makes sense to me right now. Like, Vegas needs Tampa to win. Usually what that means is that, you know, these guys, there's a Vegas makes money for a reason, and it just seems very, uh, I mean, they need him to cover, let's be honest. So it could be a one-point game, and the Chiefs could win, and Vegas could still win. But... There's that. And then there's just, like, the things that make sense about Tampa winning, like the offensive and defensive lines, just all that. But I just I can't get myself to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I think this game's going to come down to Patrick Mahomes once again doing what he does. He Until he proves otherwise, I just can't bet against this guy. I can't. I, I, I'm going Chiefs. So for the same reason that X is going for the Chiefs, I'm going to go and put my money – I'm actually not going to put any money on the game because that's I don't bet. That's that's just dumb. Can we do that? Can we, 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 well, we could do it. We can, can do it. We can bet, bet right between now. ourselves. We can. Are you sure? On a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Let's do. Uh, what do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know what we could do. <laughs> we're we're going to bet on something. Well, we're going to bet on something. And, we're not going to tell you guys. And, and, and we're going to unleash it. And I I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I'm not betting on Tom Brady and I'm not betting on I'm not betting on Father Time quite yet. I think this is uh, this may be his swan song. This is maybe his his going away party. I don't know. I, I'm 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 just I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm dreaming here. But Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm I'm thinking 31, 24, 33, 34, 26. in that range type of game. Um, okay. Bucks, yeah, we'll Bucks we'll over the Chiefs. I'll do a score too. 27, 21 Chiefs. I, I'm gonna tell you that I don't think that's a bad play, Wally. I just I I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa wins this game. And it's like at the same side, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Chiefs win by th- by two and a half scores. I mean, it's it's that type of game. You just don't know what's going to happen. But I, I I can I can see the Bucks winning this game. But I'm going Chiefs. Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl episode, episode five X. This this is just fun. This is just a good time, and this is uh, fun. We, we we have to we have to end it. But like, uh, it's gonna be a great game tomorrow. Enjoy. How about them Chiefs? (laughs) Have a good night. Take care. See ya. Somewhere, Vince Lombardi must have smiled his approval of Joe Gibbs' decision. Washington's quest for the world championship of pro football turned the sport away from its past happy present and back to its roots.